This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. It's Ashley Hales, host of the Finding Holy podcast and author of the book, Finding Holy in the Suburbs. And we have a special treat for you this Advent season. If you don't know or you don't practice Advent, I'd like to invite you into a four-week series where I'm going to sit down with my friend and author, Jen Pollock-Michelle. Jen and I are going to chat through four themes of Advent. And the purpose of Advent in the Christian year is to simply prepare our hearts for the coming birth of Jesus. And, you know, I know that we're busy. You probably are still trying to decorate your house or do all your Christmas shopping. And what Advent invites us into is to name our fears, our longings, our hopes, our dreams, and to feel the ache in our bones of being home and yet not quite being home yet. And so I'm excited because I know that we are busy and yet we need a few small things to help us connect the dots between the things that really matter and our everyday holy life. And so consider these four Advent reflections as a quick way to start to think through in the moments of your busy life, whether you're commuting or you're on a run or you're doing your dishes or doing your Christmas shopping, what it might look like to pause, to slow down, and to embrace the surprise of Advent. Here's my conversation with Jen. All right. It's really fun. We have a little Advent treat for you. I'm sitting here with my friend, Jen Pollock-Michelle. She's all the way in Toronto. I'm here in Southern California. And we're going to talk about a few themes that, um, that kind of really originated with Jen's writing work over Advent this season. And so we're going to just chat about some passages of scripture. We're going to talk about some of these bigger ideas and concepts as we wait to celebrate the incarnation of Jesus. So thanks, Jen, for being here. I'm really excited about this. It's so fun to talk to you, Ashley. And I have a feeling that Toronto looks a little bit more like Christmas than Southern California. That is true. It was like (laughs) 80 degrees yesterday. I was like, this is so wrong. (laughs) Oh, Um, but yeah. So as we talk about Advent, what really kind of gets you excited about providing resources for your own readers and our listeners here at the Finding Holy Podcast? I just find a lot of people looking for resources at Advent. It just kind of feels like one of those seasons like, ah, oh, I should be thinking about God. I should <laughs> right. be thinking about Jesus. Yeah. And and I think paradoxically, it's such an incredibly busy time. Right. And so we kind of navigate in a really visceral tension, you know, the month of December, like on the one hand, I feel like a longing to connect with God, to deepen my 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 sense of my just 
worship, my posture right. of worship, but mm-hmm. my understanding of the gospel. And yet, you know, there are a gazillion things to do. Right. Um, so I think Advent is just one of those times where, and, and really that's really what all of life feels like, you know, mm-hmm. the tension of longing to, you know, lead a life of worship and feeling like, how do I do that just every day? Right. Right. For sure. For sure. So tell us what you're thinking about for this kind of very first week of Advent, what's kind of popped up um, scripturally for you. Yeah, the first thing I thought about, I mean, I think when you think about the incarnation and the mystery of the incarnation, the surprise of it really, is that God assumed a body. You know, I mean, that's the first thing that I kind of think about with Advent is just how crazy is it that this is how God decided to redeem the world? Totally. It wouldn't necessarily be the way that I would have thought to to do it. And I've done a lot of work to think about the incarnation. It's a part of my book, Surprised by Paradox, the first part. And just this whole idea of God entering the both and, you know, mm-hmm. God being so transcendent and then yet becoming imminent and mm-hmm. God being eternal and becoming time bound and, and God being spirit and becoming embodied. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's just so... There's an invitation for us to see the dignity of our embodied lives, which Mm -hmm. I know is something that you've done a lot of work with too, as you're thinking about finding holy, you know? Yeah. It's really funny how much I think even, I don't know if it's just like evangelicalism too, but so, so much of our faith has kind of prompted us to be disembodied, you know, to, Mm. to be, you know, brains on a stick or theological storehouses, um, with all these ideas and yet which is odd because as much as evangelicalism has kind of, you know, became a movement of, you know, revival and, you know, practical action, there is something in it, I think that is really disembodied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I've been really helped a lot by James K. A. Smith's work, you know, mm-hmm. to talk about this turn in the enlightenment where, you know, things we all just kind of, we think, therefore we are. We see ourselves in these very cerebral and abstract ways. And and it does such a disservice to the gospel because, I mean, mm-hmm. the whole gospel, the gospel is the proclamation of something very, very concrete, not yeah. abstract, you know. I I remember reading someone who said that, the story of the incarnation is the death of ab- abstraction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing less abstract than God actually, not, he didn't, he wasn't happy to be an idea. Right. You know, he actually took on a body. And I think that invitation for us is to see that, you know, God's very interested in the concrete. Yeah. So if, you know, if the incarnation is the death of abstraction, and here we are talking abstractly. Abstractly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we do with that, this advent? What does it mean to be in a body and to be kind of surprised? What does that look like for you? You know, part of it is honestly just like the uh, an awareness of being in a body. And one yeah. of the things that I talk about in my first reflection for emails for my email subscribers is just like being being in an aging body. Mm-hmm. I'm for, 45, um, so it's like I'm not old, but I'm not really young anymore either. And yeah. it's been kind of crazy to just be able to admit to myself like, ah, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about looking in a mirror and and seeing my face as aging. You know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. And yet, like, this is part of the embodied experience. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't want to just push that away. I want to actually like enter into it. And Mm. I want to say somehow this matters. Somehow like this part of my embodied experience matters. And I I couldn't know myself. Like I am Jen Pollock Michelle, like at 45, you know, I'm not like at this like ethereal, like I'm, I'm eight. I have a particular age, you know, I live and, and it's all the embodied questions. Like where do I live? You know, Mm -hmm. who do I live with? you know, Mm -hmm. these very kind of physical questions of, and what does faithfulness look like in these particular places right? in my particular body? Right. And I think what's so amazing is, you know, in our, even just our time of Advent reflection and devotional times, I think we can tend to think of the idealized picture, you know, kind of what you see on Instagram, what you see on Pinterest. And I think we think that with our bodies too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, once I lose the 10 pounds or, you know, once my children get to a certain age and stage or, you know, we keep pushing off the real for the ideal and then we're not really actually experiencing God. Yeah. I remember reading years ago, Edith Schaefer's book, What is a Family? Mm-hmm. And she says that at the very beginning. She says it in the context of, of family life, but I think it's true in so many different areas of life. She says, if if you're just constantly in search of the ideal, you always sacrifice the real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true just about everything, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's in marriage or parenting or friendship mm-hmm. or ministry or work. I mean, whatever it is, it's like just embracing the real. And, and I think one step of that is just talking to God about the real. You yeah. know, I think actually so much of prayer, um, if we really were to be honest about how we pray, we pray, we pray about the, we pray with the lens of the ideal, we mm. bring our ideal selves to God sometimes mm-hmm. um, as we imagine him to wish us to be, you know, right, right, right. rather than as we really are. Yeah. And then we sacrifice intimacy too. Absolutely. And similarly with any relationships, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Unless you bring the real into the relationship, Mm -hmm. um, there is no intimacy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think it's so helpful for us. It helps us to connect the dots, right, between our actual lived embodied experiences and you know, starting to think about what does it mean that God became a body? Um, mm-hmm. Cause if we can't like deal with our own bodies, it's going to be really hard to not, to actually think through and meditate on Jesus becoming the body. You know, I wonder how much Jesus, like, you know, I mean, he dealt in the real, right? Mm-hmm. He dealt in the real with, like, with his disciples. Like those mm-hmm. were, that was not an ideal bunch of followers, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you see him reacting to the real. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's amazing that, and, and I think that's what the incarnation does. It provides this lens for us to imagine entering the real Hmm. and not sort of staying in the ideal because the ideal is the abstract and the real is the concrete and the embodied. And so, you know, in the real, Jesus was a son, you know, Mm -hmm. not just the son of God, but son of Mary and Joseph Um, and real responsibilities to them, you know, real responsibilities to be a neighbor, Mm -hmm. to be a citizen. Um, And I think that those questions are some of the most important ones we could be asking this Advent. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what does that look like for you this Advent season, you know, to, to be in your body, to reckon with aging, to 
draw those connections between your own body and the body of Christ? You know, I think one of the things is just to reconcile that Advent is just a busy time, mm-hmm. you know, um, like ideally, you know what I'd, right. love, how yeah. I'd love to spend Advent is like curled up in a little nook of my house. Um, nobody's bothering me. Right. I'm drinking a cup of coffee and it stays hot. <laughs> and the real of December right. yeah. is that I'm cooking a ton, yep. you know, I'm hosting, I'm, we're, we're actually not traveling, but we're hosting family this year. And mm-hmm. so the feel of that is going to be lots of people in my house, lots of noise, lots yeah. of mess, a way more complicated kind of daily schedule than, mm-hmm. than this idealized contemplative sort mm-hmm. of life, you right. know? And that's just been important to me. I, I was able to just kind of admit that to myself a couple of years ago because I feel like Advent is the occasion of my annual meltdown. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Until about like three years ago where I was like, okay, this is a pattern. What's going right, on here? Right, yeah. And I think it was this this chafing against what I want it to be mm-hmm. and what it really is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, Advent isn't, for in my own particular life at least, as quiet and contemplative as I might want it to be. But that doesn't mean that it's not a season for meeting God. It's just right. for meeting God in the real. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I feel like I, that's like a daily struggle. I was just reading um, James K. Smith's book, On the Road with St. Augustine, and mm. um, which is a fabulous book. But he, he talks about, you know, when, when we know our home, um, then like the road is a blessing. Um, but if we are mm-hmm. focused on the road, the journey as the end in itself, it becomes exhausting, you know, this kind of Mm. constant search for self, constant search for meaning where we kind of get pulled off, you know, in every nook and cranny that kind of gets our attention. And it just, it makes me think of, um, you know, how we can easily focus on all of the trappings, um, either, you know, of Christmas prep and really miss the real thing, right? We miss the destination. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the road doesn't look like we want it to look like. And so we're pining yeah. for, you know, back there, back then, um, rather than embracing our actual lives. You know, we just, <laughs> we, put up, we put up our Christmas decorations this last week. And, um, you know, the real of that is your house is a disaster. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, of yeah. hanging the garland on the stairs and putting up the tree. And, like, it is not one of those, like, Norman Rockwell moments right. where, you know, no, we could like, it just isn't, you yeah. know, but you can be disappointed with that or you can, you can actually thank God for the realness of it. You mm-hmm. know, God, you're here in the midst of like all these needles all over my entire house. Yeah. Uh, and in this like sink full of dishes and oh my mm. goodness, I forgot that we needed all that butter, you know, to yeah. bake what we were making. And so now we're running to the store again. And, yeah. you know, that was kind of how it went. And um, just embracing that, saying like that, that it, that wasn't, a, it didn't have to be a disappointment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That the mess and the reality of real life is actually part of how we meet God. Mm-hmm. Jesus became a body and was a baby. Like there's spit up and poop and, you know, we both have lots of children. We understand all the (laughs) attending stuff of children. (laughs) Well, I always think about like medieval paintings, right? Mm -hmm. Before Mm -hmm. they had, um, before they were using perspective Mm -hmm. and a sense of like real, Mm -hmm. everything was very flat. In some of my study on the incarnation, you know, 
Athanasius is a church father. And, you know, one of the things he said, you know, I, I know I'm going to have to answer this question. Like, why a body? You know, why the indignity of a body? Like, we know what bodies do. Why would God assume that? Mm. And uh, his book on the incarnation is just, is just a kind of a classic treatise on, you know, how, why, how to answer that question. Why Mm -hmm. did God take on a body? Mm -hmm. Mm. That's good. We'll put that in the show notes for other resources. Um, Yeah. So what do we do this Advent, you know, with our bodies, with our pine needles, um, you know, with a baking and, you know, maybe bickering amongst relatives. Um, How do we embrace our own bodies so that we can embrace the body of Jesus? Mm. I think it really is looking, um, embracing the real, um, and figuring out where we would rather sacrifice the real for the ideal. Hmm. Um, you know, that might be in family relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot, there's a lot of, obviously we're getting together with family and the real of family is not as easy as, you know, we want it to be. There's conflict, hmm. there's disappointment, there's distance, there's estrangement, you know, what would it mean to enter the real in family relationships to just mm-hmm. be able to admit to ourselves possibly um, what's hard about it, mm-hmm. asking God for his help, um, maybe moving towards a reconciling a relationship that's long been estranged, May, you know, just and also kind of holding um, the tension of not all things are repaired. You know, right. we are called to live at peace with everyone, even as far as it depends on us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, embracing the noise, the mess, yeah. the the chaos, the people. I mean, I think one of the things for me has just been kind of moving towards places where I feel a little bit more entangled and encumbered mm. than less. Mm. I feel like there's this idea that we're always going to find God like in um, mm-hmm. the, the most simple and unencumbered life. Well, you know, if you have people in your life, like you haven't, <laughs> you have it's encumbered. Right, right, right. right. Um, and just saying, this is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think Advent actually is a lot of housekeeping. It is. Um, you know, not just the idealizing of home, but, mm-hmm. you know, to have a home is to have housekeeping. Right. There's still the pine needles to sweep. Yep. <laughs> no matter what, no matter how pretty and perfect it looks from the outside. Oh, I think that's great. I think that just really helps us think, you know, as we start off our Advent season to not idealize the ideal or the abstract, mm-hmm. but to actually be where we are with the people we are with in our own bodies mm-hmm. um, and just realizing that's how Jesus comes. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for our conversations um, as the few weeks of Advent progress, as we talk about a few stories in scripture, as we kind of give you a little bit to go on. Listeners, we're excited that you will join us. Be sure to get Jen's reflections if you head on over to her website at jenpollockmichelle.com. We'll have a link in the show notes so you can sign up for her Advent reflections as well. So thanks, Jen, for being here. Oh, it's been fun. Thanks, Ashley. Yep. I hope, friends, you enjoyed that quick little Advent reflection. Remember, these four weeks of Advent, we are right in there with you, with the pine needles, with the mess, with our feelings, with our to-do lists, with the Christmas trees and the shopping lists and the baking. We are here. And so Jen, Pollock, Michelle, and I want to simply offer you 
watch some short reflections to take with you wherever you are so you can connect the dots between the things that really matter and your everyday holy life. So make sure you subscribe to the Finding Holy podcast. You can also head on over to jenpollockmichelle.com and get her Advent reflections as well. And if you want any of that information, go ahead and click those links in the show notes for all of the great resources that were mentioned in this episode. And we hope that you will join us next week for yet another short reflection for your Advent. But before we leave, I want to leave you with one small step, and it's this. I want you just to ask yourself the question, where can you actually embrace the real this Advent season? Where can you choose to embrace your real, ordinary life. You might not have the house decorated yet. You might feel behind on your to-do list and your shopping, and instead of fighting against it, instead of railing against it and trying to hashtag girl boss, cut down the door, instead, let's embrace the real instead of yearning for an ideal that just might not happen in this season. So ask yourself the question, what would it look like to embrace your real instead of pining for an ideal that might never happen. So we hope that you'll stick with us this Advent season. Thanks for being here. Make sure you subscribe and share these episodes with a friend who might need a little bit of a reality check in the midst of a busy season and a whole bunch of hope because big things matter, but so does the laundry. And even in Advent, there's always laundry. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast. Two clergy of different traditions, Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman, discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.